0: Thanks for joining me for another episode of Accented. This series is based on conversations with real people who all have different English accents. You get to hear really cool stories and listen to how people enunciate their words. On today's episode, you're going to hear from Katalin, who has been living in Australia for the past 30 years. However, she is originally from Hungary and has quite a strong accent. Hello, thanks for coming back for another episode of Accented. If this is your first time listening to the program, welcome. I hope you enjoy the show. So, today I get to speak to somebody in my time zone, which is great. And she has been living in Australia for the past 30 years. It's Catalan, and she's originally from Hungary in Mishkot. I hope I'm saying that correctly. I have tried my very best to say that right. Okay, so Catalan is a program manager for Standards Australia. Now that's really interesting because on every single item or basically everything I own, there is a sticker placed on it that shows that the item conforms to a high standard. So what they mean by that is that it's safe. So Australia definitely has a high standard, as Catalan says in the interview. As I was asking Catalan about her job, she mentioned some things that their standards cover. And I thought it was really interesting as she used the word dentures. Because dentures, I think, are kind of going out of fashion. What I mean by out of fashion is people aren't getting them so much anymore. So dentures are false teeth. So you may have one or two false teeth, but generally in uh, countries that have really good dental hygiene, they don't need dentures anymore. I remember when I was a little girl, my grandparents uh, didn't have any of their real teeth and so they would take their dentures out at night and put them in a glass of water so they had all their teeth removed I guess because they hadn't taken good care of them not that they hadn't I guess it was an era where we don't have the facilities to look after our teeth now so that's what dentures are when you hear that in the interview. I want to quickly go through some phrases that Catalan used, which are quite common. She said that she's going to take her accent to the grave. Now, a grave is where you are buried once you die. Well, it depends what culture you come from. But in Western culture, generally you're buried or you're cremated. So when you are buried, that's a grave site. So if there are, well, usually it is a bunch of people in the same place. So there could be many graves at a graveyard or a grave site. So if you're going to take your accent to the grave or you're going to take a secret to the grave, that means that you're not going to lose that accent. That's what she means by that. If you're going to take a secret to the grave, that means that you're not going to tell anybody that secret. So it means that you're going to be with that until you die. Another common saying is we're all in the same boat and I actually mentioned this just in our previous episode. Uh, We were talking about walking in somebody's shoes and understanding that person and I mentioned this as another sort of one. Uh, We're all in the same boat means that we're all in the same situation. So unfortunately at the moment we are all in the same boat with this COVID-19 pandemic. It's now time to get on with the interview. Today on Accented, I am speaking with Katalin, and she is originally from Mishkots in Hungary, and she currently lives in Australia. She's a Program Manager for Standards Australia. Welcome, Catalin. Hello, Kimberly. Yes, so tell us a little bit about yourself. You've been living in Australia
1: for how long now? Well, we just celebrated the 30th anniversary. So we came here in 1991.
0: So Wow. What was the reason
1: for coming here? Okay, so it's a bit historical, I think, as well as personal. In 1988, there was a regime change, also a system change in Hungary. You might know or might have read about it. The communist idea died, (laughs) but something else came in and everything that was banned before became mandatory, So we we just had to change. But the other um, reason was that my brother had been living here by then for about 15 years. And of course, he was singing praises of the country and the people. (laughs) So that's why we came here. We followed him, you could say. Yeah, and... Have you ever looked back? Do you ever think of going back to Hungary? We went back several times. If if you're asking if we would go back to live, the answer is no. I think the 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 cultural change is is substantial, and you know, you live in a in a country that new culture transforms you. Well, if you're lucky, of course. And so we are comfortable here. I don't. It would take a lot of adjustments for us to go back to live. So no. So you feel. You're more Australian now? I think so, yes. It, it, or, or I'm more adjusted to the Australian psyche and the Australian way of life. And yes, I like it. I think I like it better.
0: Interesting. I, I would love to visit Hungary. I've never been. Mm. I've heard Budapest is lovely and Very you're good. from
1: Miskolc. Yeah, Miskolc. And what's that like? Miskolc, or Budapest. I, I went to university in Budapest. That's a really beautiful, beautiful town. But Miskolz, when I lived there, was uh, an industrial town. It was really, it was a bit gray. <laughs> there were big factories. And now it is a lot more colorful and the factories have all closed down. So it's much more urban. But at the time it wasn't, I mean, we were happy, but it, it wasn't like Sydney, for example. It, it was a bit, little bit gray. So for the last 30 years, you've only lived in Sydney? No, actually, we landed in Perth to start with. And then we came after a year, we moved to Sydney. And yes, since then, we have been living in Sydney. Why the move to Sydney? Okay, so at the time when we came here, this will be very honest, right? (laughs) I was working and I had my university degree in in, uh, international trade. And when I came here, I thought everybody would accept me with open arms and I will, you know, get to choose between jobs. But it's very difficult without local experience. So I was not successful in uh, job applications, even though sometimes I came number two out of 80 or something, which they told me. So it was very disappointing. And we thought that maybe in Sydney with more people, more industry, more, more companies, we would be more more successful, which was the case. So that was the only reason, really. Perth is a beautiful place.
0: Yes, and I agree with you too. Um, yeah. Perth is a beautiful place. My parents mm-hmm. are from Perth. Oh, there you go. Well, from Western <laughs> Australia. Okay. But uh, it's – I understand what you're saying because now I've got family up in Queensland Yeah, and my husband, when we moved over from France mm-hmm. when I came back to Australia – I said to him, oh, Australia employees, everybody. And he even <laughs> tried to look for work in Brisbane and kept getting knocked back. No, yeah. And people saying you don't have
1: local experience. So Sydney exactly. was the place to come to. That's right. And there's more chance. And, you know, you, you could then move on because Sydney has become a little bit of a – it's too big, I think, now. But once you get settled, it, it, you you stay here. It, it gets to you.
0: Yeah, it is It is a beautiful City, yeah, we are very lucky. I think even oh, being yeah. in a big city, being close to the beach, um, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, yeah. My husband, I love it here.
1: Yeah, my husband sometimes calls his fr- calls his friends, and he he boasts, <laughs> you know, that we only take a fifty minute, forty five minute drive, and we are on the beach. You know, that's the best of best of all worlds. <laughs> I wonder how his friends feel when he's boasting. I'm sure that they don't like it. I think. Th- this is the friends that don't keep up with him. They don't you know, keep in touch. So that's his revenge. Yeah. And what about your children? What's their
0: connection to
1: Hungary? To Hungary. So I have a daughter. She has a very good relationship with all our old friends. And in fact, her father lives in Hungary. So my f- husband is my second husband. Actually, my second husband brought her up, but, you know, she her, her father lives in Hungary and they have an excellent relationship. The only problem is the distance. But she speaks Hungarian, absolutely no accent. She speaks, of course, Australian. I should say English, but you know what I mean. <laughs> the proper Australian <laughs> English. And she doesn't have an accent either. So she, she very often, you know, talks to us. She understands the Hungarian culture. She talks to my mom, who also lives with us now. She's 93. So the whole, she's bilingual and bicultural, I could say. That's excellent because there's a yeah. lot of
0: Australians, um, I guess you said you came out in the 90s, probably yeah. more in the 70s and 80s yeah. that don't even speak their second language because yeah. their parents said,
1: no, we're just going to speak English. That's true. But also mixed marriages is, of course, probably contributing to that. But <clears throat> with with my husband being Hungarian as well, it, it was easy for us. So And my daughter was five when she came, five and a half. So, you know, by then she mastered, not mastered, but she was speaking fluent Hungarian and then she picked up the English. So she was lucky at that age, you you don't, you you change your accent to whatever you're speaking. Unlike me, I'm going to take my accent to the grave. (laughs) I'm not giving it away. And do you get a lot of people asking you where you're from because of your accent? Yes, of course they do. And they sometimes they take me for French or or German. I don't know why, because I don't think it's actually similar. So the Hungarian sounds are so so different from everything else. But yes, they do. It's difficult to pick the Hungarian accent because there's not many of us around. So unless somebody is Hungarian, which we have to be careful of, because there are Hungarians too. And does it become annoying? when people ask you all the no. time where you're from? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I think we are all in the same boat in this country. So, you know, you cheerfully ask everybody what their background is and nobody takes offence, which is great. It's, it's it, I think it would be a lot more difficult to live in a country where the majority of the population have the one background and everybody, you know, like me would be in minority. But I think here everybody does have a story. Everybody does have a background. Everybody's grandparents are from somewhere else so no it doesn't annoy me at all (laughs) i'm always fascinated to hear where people are
0: coming from and i guess that's probably why i have a podcast like this because i love hearing people's stories
1: definitely definitely
0: but it's um i i'm very mindful of how i ask um Mm -hmm. because i of course I don't want to offend people, but I'm yeah. also interested in their story. And you're right. Even my father, he wasn't born here. He was born in Scotland. Mm-hmm. So, okay. you know. Um, One of my favorite
1: people... places, by the way. Oh, really? Absolutely. I would want you... to go back. I don't know. I just love the landscape. I love the accent too. It's a little bit difficult to understand. So, your father would have – so, he came here. He moved here. Your father. He moved out here very
0: young. So, he okay. is – if speaking to him you wouldn't know that oh, okay. he, he was scottish <laughs> <laughs> but he came out on a boat in the 50s okay that's um, a yes yeah and i think uh, at the time in the uk um i know my grandfather was working in germany straight mm. after the war when the british were over there my grandfather came back to Scotland. They were from a poor mm-hmm. city, so the opportunity to come to Australia—I think it was like a ten-pound ticket, okay. <laughs> something mm-hmm. like that. So Work yeah, us. yeah. So you know that I guess people came out then because of poverty. Sometimes just the, yeah, the opportunity to make a life
1: here. Yeah, and it's very sad that we don't allow that anymore. <laughs> I think we could yeah, afford I- it. But now if you're not, even, even when you're political, well, anyway, that's, let's not venture into politics, but <laughs> it is just sad. We are not so open as we were before.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. That's
1: a, <laughs> another point that's for another sure. That's another point, exactly.
0: <laughs> so you were saying that you came to Sydney for more opportunities and yeah. now that you've been here 30 years, you've yeah. had a very varied career. Currently you're yeah. a program manager for yeah. Standards Australia. So what uh, does that
1: entail? to be a program manager so it's it's a people manager role which is what i did before because i was working for ibm before it was more of a technical job so it's a people manager job and we have projects and those projects are actually writing australian standards so everything that you touch in this life has an australian standard attached to it almost ah like as in so i just bought a baby seat for for my bike oh my goodness absolutely Yes, that. But your glass, your your dentures, whatever, everything, your electricity, you know, the the the, the entertainment stuff that we have. But even herbal teas, there's this standards for everything, and it's a good thing because it makes us competitive, and you can confidently you know, touch something that's imported as well because you know that they have to conform to that standard that we have here. So anyway, I don't want to go into my, <laughs> to selling the organization, but it is it is a good job. It, it makes sense. So we've got quite a high standard in Australia. That's right. It looks like it. <laughs> <laughs> what was your level of English when you arrived in Australia? Well, that was my major at university. But let me tell you something. The fact that you learned English back at your home country and it's British English. Nothing prepares you for going to a, another country. So I thought that I was, I had the f- highest level state exam and I passed it in Hungary. So I thought I was pretty good. First time, first day, I walk into a bank and I didn't get what they were saying. It is the local usage of the language and the local accent is something that you take a long time to get used to. And there's a lot of things that I had to get used to. So you know the pronunciation. The Hungarian accent is: we we only have one sound for every vowel. We only have the one "a." Uh. So I couldn't make a difference between dog and "dog." So they didn't know if I was talking about my manager Doug or my dog at home. <laughs> it was difficult to to men to um. And also, it's difficult for me to differentiate between "man" in a singular and "men" in plural because it's the very same sound for me. So. We are challenged in a number of ways. But my my English was good. My grammar was good. But nothing prepared me for the local usage. I know my husband uh, struggles with like the vowel sounds like in sheep and ship. Exactly. And that's what I'm thinking. So, you know, my biggest embarrassment, this is a good story. And my daughter eventually she taught me. But I used to, when I go to pubs or restaurants or something, I always asked for veggies and they gave me a plate of cauliflower, but that's not what I wanted. I wanted wedges, but then my daughter said, wedges is actually when you're uncomfortable with your underwear. So she said, if you ask for wedges, th- that's when you get what you want. To me, all the same. <laughs> I hope this makes sense to you, but I tried it's everything. And I had to say, the thing that is, is, is made from potatoes, you know, and you can dip it in some mayonnaise or something, that's what I want. Not the cauliflower. So to me, these these subtle differences are difficult to 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 copy, and that's very Australian wedges too. I know because
0: um, yeah, I don't think you get them in the US or in Britain.
1: Well, Um, uh, that's that's right. So even if you speak English, you it, it is years and years before you get it. You know all. I mean, by the time you get the banter at work, or by the time you understand. Full Frontal, or by the time you understand The Castle, I don't know if you've seen that. But oh, I love The Castle. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely, that's the best movie. And I tell everybody, if you come here, you have to spend a few years here, but then you must watch The Castle. It's just so very Australian awesome and so lovely. <laughs> and then not to mention rhyming slang. Nobody told me that there was rhyming, rhyming slang. And then somebody said, let's hit the frog and toad. And I said, the hit the what? <laughs> so all these things are very, very local. And this whole banter thing is lovely, and i I wasn't used to it, so is there anything strange that you find that's here compared to Hungarian culture? Ah, uh, no, well, not that strange, but there were just big differences mm. one of the big differences I found, which is I can only word it in this way that the difference between the sexes or the genders and what how they behave in Hungary. I remember that the men they would never help at home. they would never change nappies, they would never push the pram, they would never never cook a meal. But when you went on business, you went to the boardroom, you were equals. They sat down with you that it your gender never came into the picture and but when I came here, I found that men were really, really active, you know at home, well most of them anyway, <laughs> they do push the pram and they do change the nappies and sometimes they make dinner but then I went to in business meetings. And uh, not, I'm not going to say misogyny because it didn't come to that, but the, the your gender disadvantage was a little bit more palpable than in Hungary. So it's interesting, isn't it, that it's more equal at home, but it's less equal at work and vice versa in Hungary. So that was interesting. Mm. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that is interesting. Mm. Well, mm. thank you, Katalin, for coming on the show and telling us about your life story. <laughs> thank you, Kimberly. It was a pleasure. Excellent. Have a lovely day. Thank
1: you and you too. All right. Bye-bye.
0: Bye. Bye. Before I finish the show, I just want to chat about the story that Catalan mentioned about ordering wedges in a cafe here in Australia. First off, a lot of Europeans struggle, well, Europeans who don't speak English, struggle using the W sound and sometimes use it as a V- sound so or vice versa so when Catalan was in a cafe she wanted wedges now wedges are a typical Australian sort of like a chip but basically say you get a potato and you cut it into either fourths or eighths and it's this large potato chip covered in seasoning And you sometimes serve it with sour cream and salsa or cream fresh if you're from somewhere else. So it's um, sort of kind of Mexican style, actually with sweet chili sauce, probably not really a salsa, sweet chili sauce. So it's not very Mexican, but it's this chunky chip and it looks like a wedge. That's why it's called wedges. Anyway, so used to be very, very popular probably about 10 years ago, I don't know if they sell them so much in cafes, but I remember being a child and it was wedges or chips. So when Catalan's gone to order them, uh, it sounds like veggies when she can't say wedges. And then her daughter was saying, what's quite funny is that a wedgie, which is slang and a colloquial term for pulling somebody's underpants up really high. So, quite funny that she had quite a few words that were mixed up there. Thanks for listening to another episode of Accented. I'm your host, Kimberly Law. Accented is released on the 15th and 30th of each month. If you'd like to find out more about me, please head to kimslawofenglish.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts, so don't forget to leave a review of the podcast or even a star rating. Speak to you soon.